Hello there, extraordinary being. It's your host, Caleb Nelson here. Before we get going with today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you for being a valued listener of the Naked Sunday podcast. My singular hope is to host beautiful conversations with amazing people so they can share their stories, their wisdom, their insight, and their life experience so you can garner those lessons and apply it in your own life. Hopefully, you're going to see a lot of improvements and growth in your everyday existence. If you are finding value in these episodes, it would mean a great deal to me if you went ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. And go ahead and you can connect with us more on Instagram and TikTok. Just look for at Naked Sunday Podcast and we'll be somewhere there. If you're wanting more help, if you're wanting to go on your own personal journey and you want a coach to guide you on that experience, on the journey inward, and looking better naked inside and out and finding more joy and confidence within yourself, you can reach me on one of those platforms and love to have a conversation about that. Again, thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy. You only have so much of those precious resources to go around every week and for you to choose to share that with us. And that really touches my heart. So thank you. On to the show now. And I remind you as always to love everybody. All right, beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I'm your host, Caleb Nelson, and I have a special treat for all of you listeners today. This is my first ever time having a couple or more than one guest on at the same time. And I have two amazing human beings, James and Kelly West, as my guests today. I cannot, guys, I've been so excited for like a month and a half at this point. I don't, I don't know when we even like first tried to book this thing. I just love you guys. So thank you for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you. That's the best intro that's we've it. ever had. It is by, by far the best. Well, let's double down on that for a second. So what you don't know, if you haven't listened to any episodes yet, is that I like to also start every one of my episodes with why I appreciate and love and value my guests. And I do this because... I think we need to start telling each other why we love each other, why we appreciate each other more in this world. And I have a small premise in my brain that I think that's the start to, I don't know, dare I say world peace. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, like the first thing that jumps off like the screen, because I've never met either of you in person, but like your energy and your vibrancy and like the genuine love that both of you have in your heart for people, it's like screaming at me from the second, like I met both of you. And especially, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what you guys do today, but in what you do, if you don't love people, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so genuine and authentic and you really go out of your way to take care of others. That's the first piece. But the other piece is what I find really beautiful about the two of you is how you are building a business together. That's about relationships. Now, while it's business relationships, like the subcontext is about building connections between great people. And I think of the two of you as a really beautiful role model because if you can't make it work between the two of you, and I think working in a business together, while most people are like, oh, I can't work with my spouse, you guys are showing how it can be done. And it shows like this really beautiful alignment of purpose and goals and how to just make things work because it's not easy. And it's this ever moving, ever changing, always dynamic kind of entity that business can be. and um, 
I, I hope a lot of people can see you as a beautiful role model because I, I find it very inspiring. So thank you for just being that to me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Can we just end the show there? <laughs> we can. That could be the clip. We'll just put it as the promo material and just send it out there into the world. Be like, guys, send it to all your prospects and like, here you go, just jump on, on the thing. But um, yeah, yeah. I just, every time I've talked to you, like you guys just bring it. And, and I think that that's really, really cool. So oh, thank you. It's not until you hear someone talk about what you do where you sit back and you go, blimey, yeah, I do all that, don't I? I do, and, and we do do all that together. It is, it is hard. Let's uh, be track. It's not hard. It's lovely working together. And we talk about this all the time. I don't think our business would be as successful if we didn't do it together because it is all consuming people mm. relationships the time you have to give if you genuinely want to be that person you have to put the time and effort in you know you can only fake it so far can't you with relationships you know what I mean and it very quickly breaks down but I think we've proven over the last four years that it just keeps going and going and to input that time and effort that you need in order to make a relationship successful with multiple multiple people it's, it's hard, but we love it. Of course we do. We're super passionate about it, but to do it together is the key. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys know this, but like I hear all the, I talk, obviously I network with all the people in the group and they have nothing but just amazing things to say about you. And not to mention, I've yet to meet anybody in that group that isn't phenomenal. And I think that's also a great example, like a reflection of the leadership that you two are mm -hmm. bestowing. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like all warm and tingly inside right now. It's so nice, it? It <laughs> it was really better is. than getting good people together. Although, you know, at some point, somebody's probably going to say something not very nice about us. And I'm almost like, I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> it's like, That's right. Oh, yeah, but it's going to feel awful, isn't it? But you have to get to that point it's, to be successful. Don't you? you know, a lot of this is comes back to that word, Caleb, which I think has been quite badly hijacked. Um, authenticity. Mm. Because people talk about authenticity, but what they typically mean is what does the public want to see? And I'll try and present that. I mean, it's the kind of Instagram thing, isn't it? That everyone's trying to say, look at my curated, wonderful life. I'm being authentic. No, you're not. That's the opposite of authentic. And I think this comes back down to, you know, why did we run a networking group? Because we like people with, firstly, we're nosy. We like to know <laughs> about people. But what's wrong with that? We are all a bit nosy, aren't we? And we really do like people and we care, you know, fundamentally, do you? Do I believe, do we believe that 99.9% .9 of people are decent people trying to do their best in the world? Yeah. Do I believe that I can meet any person on this planet and find something interesting, either learn about them, their past, something that's going to kind of connect with me? Absolutely, if I dig deep enough. Well, that for me is what makes life interesting. It's not stuff, is it? Mm. The bit that makes life interesting is connection and relationship. Plus, it's also very healthy. We'll probably get into, mm. you know, what's the real bit behind only networking, which is that word connection. But, um, go, you know, look at start with why. People get knotted up. Simon Sinek's brilliant book, and it's really good to think about the deeper meaning behind what you do. But the problem is, I think people try again to create something that they think is what the world wants, not what's actually true to them inside. So if you don't really care about people, don't set up a people business because it's <laughs> going to fail. It's true, though, isn't it? 
So the fact that we run a networking business, and we'll probably tell the story of why we always needed to set up a networking business, and um, it really emanates from this idea that, yeah, we do actually really like people. Otherwise, we're going to look stupid and get shown up very quickly because we see through it, don't we? there's so much greatness in all of that. And before we even dive into it, I'm going to ask the one and only structured question I have for this podcast, because I think it's going to lead beautifully into some of the themes you just brought up. And either of you can go first, but James and Kelly, please share, because you know yourselves better than I, who are you? Like, this is annoying, isn't it? A little bit. Because you said to us, I'm glad he's going first. Right, Kate, let's, just for your audience, I used to be a journalist, so I go into any of these kind of situations going, right, I've got my list of questions. I know the answers to the questions that I might go, ah. Oh. And you just went, yeah, we're just going to have a chat. And then you give us, like, the biggest existential question that you could come up with. Who are you? You yeah. first. Oh, I've got to answer first. Okay, I'm just going to go. I did that to give you a few minutes to think about it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm a wife, a business owner, a mum, a teacher, a mentor, uh, a, a leader, a speaker. I'm all of those things rolled into one, but ultimately, who am I? I am somebody who's on my journey and I want to go on that path, that journey with people that I think are the right people. And, you know, to have met you and, and likewise all the members within only, it just blows my mind the more and more people that we meet that just fall into that category and, and enhance my life. Mm. I've got all like philosophical and I think it's age. I think as you get older, you get a bit more. Yeah, that, that's who I am. Mm. I've had a bit more time to think about it than you. Is it a better answer? Mm, debatable, no. we'll find out. <laughs> I'm James. I'm the co-founder of Only Networking. I feel like my whole life, everything I did built up to the point where I could run a networking business. Mm. That's profound, isn't it? But this is so true because for me, networking, and it's interesting, the difference between that we're already seeing between US networking and UK networking. Um, I think there's a kind of universal thing that networking for a lot of people is a cause and effect. It's a transactional thing. And I kind of play the game because I'm trying to get a job promotion. So I want to try and speak to that guy or I'm trying to build my business. So I'm looking for that referral and it can become quite a faceless transactional thing. Right. So put that there. That's what we're trying to get away from is that that's all networking is. It's an opportunity to build yourself or your business. OK, that's how it's typically been presented. Um, are we about to get a visitor coming in on a live broadcast? No. no. All good. We're just keeping it fun. <laughs> We're just keeping it real. That would have been quite interesting. But for me, I went to networking, Caleb, for a completely different reason. I went initially to a networking group locally in the UK because I wanted to, I needed business. And I was a writer and I was struggling to work out how to position what I did. Over time, cut a long story short, what I realized I went for is because I was really depressed working on my own, like really, I had a, you know, bad mental health, very serious. And the one place that I felt at home and felt myself and felt comfortable was at networking. Mm -hmm. And it seems silly because I used to go to a weekly networking event and I used to come away and feel, oh no, I've got to go and sit on my own now and work. And I found that really difficult. I wanted to stay in the network seems really obvious now what was happening 
connection. I didn't, I wasn't connected. I was earning money. I was working for myself. You know, I was living the dream. I was miserable because I missed camaraderie. I missed connection. I just missed being with good people that understood where I was. Because this is the thing, isn't it? When you work for yourself, um, particularly if it's only you and your partner maybe has a, a employed corporate job, they don't get it. They don't get why it becomes all-consuming. Yes, they've got their own challenges. I'm not trying to underplay that. But, you know, for me, I just felt alone. But there's a quicker answer to that question. What, who am I? Yeah. I failed at that. No, not at all. Not I think you failed at all. Be, yeah, that was the point. But the quick answer is we're James and Kenny West, co-founders of Only Networking. Because neither of us said that. <laughs> uh, that would have been quite helpful, wouldn't it? Well, from my perspective, I actually think you answered it. This You said the same thing, but just answered it differently. And it led up to that, which shows this beautiful interplay between the two of you. So when you started using the, like, hey, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a, a, all those things, I visualized this Venn diagram of what all those quote unquote titles and checkpoints on the journey of life can be, and they overlap. And then not too dissimilarly and you say like hey i'm on a journey not too dissimilarly james goes ahead and says like everything i've been doing led up to this mm. so it is that journey and this happens to be the title or whatever position we assume and this work that we are embodying right now is is really an embodiment of who we are it's about connection our lives are about connection i am a connector so i thought it was really cool and and you know i asked that question namely because I love the response I get every single time. And it's usually the, all right, that's a different one. And like, I got to answer that to start this one today. <laughs> so for one, I just appreciate you humoring the question alone. Mind you, the first time I was ever asked that, I was in sixth grade. And I still remember to this day, my, I think it was social studies or whatever professor just like crossed his arms, sat up on his desk and dropped that little thing. And it's like, thank you for <laughs> taking me on the most like existential, like, <laughs> mental blow up for the rest of my life so yeah wow I, I really appreciate you just like taking that one for a ride because it, it, what is the answer well the journey sounds more like anything else and I, I like the adaptability behind that so let's give some people some context how did we get here James you already brought a little bit into it like and I'd love to hear the story from both of your sides just because both of you have a unique piece but it brought it to this intersection so how do how do we get here Go for it. No, well, that's your part because oh, why you went into, went into networking? Because again, this all overlaps, doesn't it? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, just recap. So you went networking, been in a long term relationship, you need it. Well, just finish that off and then I'll. Yeah, so for me, um, the connection became the bit that it's only really since we've developed only that I've really rationalized all of this and understood the importance of it. There's a fantastic book. Um, called uh, Lost Connections by Johan Hari, um, which talks about the fact that we've got a global, I nearly said pandemic, which would be completely wrong. There's a global mental health crisis, mm. right? That's pretty indisputable. If you look at the evidence for um, the medication that's prescribed, there is no evidence to suggest that's really doing any positive good. It's mostly placebo. I'm getting into slightly contentious ground. Go, go that's okay. Argue, argue cool with the author. But I mean, I, it's supported by my own experiences. And what he does in the book is investigate why, given that we live in such a luxurious 
easy Western world, why are so many people desperately unhappy and having mental health problems, anxiety, depression? Um, and one of the central themes, there's loads of answers to it, but connection, meaningful connection or lack of, is one of the main reasons that's contributed to that crisis, and you know, global health crisis. So once you understand that, you understand that networking isn't just a transactional thing, it's an opportunity for people that work alone, typically, to not work alone or to not be alone. But you've got to create a network that facilitates that, not puts the functional bit first. Um, so that's why for me, because I understand that, I understand people that struggle working on their own. I understand people that have got depression. I understand people that can earn money, but it's the piece that they're missing if we can provide that. And it was one of the most um vindicating things that happened through lockdown is that we moved online we managed to keep doing that we still gave people meaningful connections and people said to us you kept us going you gave us leadership you gave us a place to go where we still felt connected and what we've done in the last couple of years is proved you can can build meaningful connections with people that you've never met in person that's crucial because we wouldn't be here talking to you if that wasn't true and I can name check and point you towards loads of people that have kind of helped prove that point so me my marketing background my website background my writing background but my personal background led me towards I want to build a network that's going to make a difference to people's lives so that's a good point for you to jump in because you came in from a yeah. very different angle, didn't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, James and I have been together eight years this year. So feels like we've done so much. We have lived a lifetime year. together. We've lived a whole <laughs> lifetime and some, which is great. It's good. But I, my first networking experience was um, very different. And I was a travel counsellor back then. So an independent travel consultant. Um, you're probably talking crikey 10 15 years whenever it was 15 years ago something like that and for me it generated 74 percent of my business this was bni by the way yeah, it was it's important to state that yeah because uh, bni works when it works, it works well doesn't it? it works for the right person it absolutely does work so and i was quite happy with that i'm quite good at being at that point i was quite being good at told what to do so i knew i had to bring people along and i had to use each other's services and i was okay with that it was good it was new into my business and it worked and i and i benefited as a result but it wasn't until i got further into that process where i was like hang on a minute this really is transaction and although i've made some good friends a couple of people even 15 years on i would still make contact with that wasn't because of the platform that we were using it was because of the people we are so when I now look at networking and obviously having met James I met James at a networking event ironically in that event because it was a category lockout so there was already somebody there that was a travel counsellor so I just... <laughs> it's quite an extreme reaction isn't it so you're telling us we can't network together we'll just make our own one bye <laughs> yeah which is pretty much what happened so I would um sub for the travel council was there and it was a great group and it was lovely and it was a spin-off of BNI which ultimately a lot of a lot of networks are because BNI absolutely worked didn't it it's just you know it, it stood stood the test of time so we just sat there one day and we went well look this is great this was all in person as well at that point but James come home one day and he said like there's 30 people in this room I've got the list I sit next to the same guy every time 
I go and have my breakfast. I sit with I him. tried not to. He just sat next to me. And, and that's comfort zone, isn't it? You walk into a room and you just gravitate to the person that you know. Yeah. Generally what happens. And he went down the list and he said, okay, I like all of these people, but how many of these people would I actually give business to? Or would I actually want to refer or give an opportunity to? And it was about six, I remember, out of 30. And that's not to say that they weren't good people. They were great people. But it was just a one-size-fits-all network, and it didn't really give any niche or any reason as to why those people were there. So, Oh, there's the website guy. Well, what if that guy builds WordPress websites and I want Squarespace? Well, I've got to go outside of the network anyway, so I'm kind of breaking what they're telling me to do. There's the marketing guy. I mean, that was the big one. Yeah. How can you category lock marketing? It's like this big, isn't it? If we're on audio, you I'm trying to indicate <laughs> size by the medium of my hands. But anyway, sorry, huge. I interrupt. Uh, it was huge. Yeah, so we, it was huge. Um, and we sat down, we, we spoke to them and we said, look, guys, we really think there's more to this. Do you want us to help you expand it? And they didn't want to. So we went, oh, well, should we just have a go? Let's just have a go. So January 2018, we had it in person event. 18 people turned up and 17 joined that week. And that was the start of our journey. We haven't looked back since. So we've gone through in person, never to be done again. Uh, You should never say never, should you? But for us, the space that online can bring is so powerful and so limitless that the world is such a small place. You know, we got married in New York. So for us to open up the New York group was super important because that was pivotal to our journey and our story. And those members that know us quite well and you've spoken really kindly about us do understand that only is our baby in effect so it is exactly what we wanted it to be and it's just kind of filtered down from us throughout the groups and throughout the different regions that we've got it's not difficult is it remove the rules and protocols of networking that stop people building natural relationships just get rid of them yeah it means that you're going to have to work harder as a member to maybe get the business opportunities and build the depth into the relationships. But um, for me, that's the only, all the network can ever be is an icebreaker. It's just an introduction. It's up to you what you do with that connection. What? Let's ask Caleb oh. a question because mm-hmm. we've, we're going to talk too much. Okay. What? Tell, all the stuff that we've said around networking and, and particularly connection, does this not normally happen on your show? <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I have, I told you before, I have zero plan with this thing. I want it to go where <laughs> it goes. And everybody says the same, the more I do, I, I think I struggle to describe what I do. Every time somebody asks me, I was like, I do this thing. I don't know. Like, what do you get out of it? That's, that's been one of the most bizarre questions for me, but I'm, this connection piece that you're talking about is probably a big reason why I resonate with both of you so much. And this is not to talk shit about anything else. It's like that strategy, we'll call it BNI, whatever. And I've been in a lot of networking groups. They all kind of run the same bit. Hmm. It's, I see it like beginners, beginners marketing, beginners networking, because it's mechanical. It's checklist, 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 checklist. Now, I've seen it in fitness. I've seen it in business. I've seen it like it's this. This is the way. Follow the steps, do the steps, do it over and over and over and over again. And I can only equate it 
the best I can equate it, let me change that. The best I can equate it to was a meditation group that I went to. It was very strict. It's Zazen meditation. This is the thing. He didn't give me a reason why, what, whatever. It's like, you're going to sit here cross-legged for 45 minutes with your eyes open, 45 degree angle to the ground, and you're not allowed to move. No discussion around it. And there was this one time he put this audio bit on and it was like, it clicked for me. I was like, that's the whole point. Like the answer why, the reason why is going to show itself. You're going to get it. So both of you, I hear like, hey, you've done, done the rounds enough. You're like, I get it. I understand. But then you start to see like the walls of like, well, you can only have one marketing person or you can only have this. It's like, but what I've come to realize especially when you get into this place of like, there's no such thing as not enough business. There's plenty of business. People ultimately buy from you because they just like you individually. They resonate with something about you as a person, whether it's your past experiences or where you are in life. And they're like, I want to capture that little piece about it. But the relational piece that you're talking about, there is, there's a general protocol around. It's like, how can I serve you? Go out of your way to help them build that relationship, be vulnerable, be a real person, talk about things other than business because it's that people are not buying what you do. They're buying the person that you are because if they can see the person that you are, they can trust you. And then when they can trust you, then they can see how the business structure, the stuff you have fits into their life. Not the other way around. If you want to do it the other way around, sometimes it will work. But more likely than not, you're jamming a square peg into a round hole and it's going to be a short-term solution. Mm. Correct me if any of that stuff didn't land and all there, but like that's what I've seen from all of the things that I've experienced. One is very hard and not, they're not bad. It's just like at a time and place in your life that, that very hard, masculine, rigid formation works because they don't know what they don't know and they need to do something enough it's not the only way though, because I see how a lot of things across any discipline, health, business, relationships, all that stuff, it's very cult-like. This is the way. And often it's pitched as this is the way, as opposed to, hey, this is a way. Here's, yeah. here's a framework. Here's some stuff. Here's the basic stuff. You could do this over there. Do you happen to like the way we go about it? Do you happen to like the types of people we attract? This is the type of group. These are some of the core values that we hold dear. If it's not what you like, cool. But that's more of like a feminine energy where it's saying like, hey, we're going to value the relationship. The important part is, of course, like you also need to be able to do the stuff. You can't do the stuff. We're also not going to produce anything out of it. Like you're not going to get the business yield on the back end. And if you're going to have a bunch of business professionals in a networking group, you still need to turn a profit. Like you have to stay in business. It's, it's the same thing from just running a good business to just networking, to building a good relationship, to building a better relationship with your body. It's all the same stuff. So that's why I hung around with you guys because I was like, they get it. Okay, cool. Like I don't, I don't need, in fact, I rather have nine other coaches next to me. I rather that because now somebody has choice and if they opt in with me because of whatever I decide I want to talk about, let's be real. There's not really that many questions I'm asking that are different than somebody else, but mm-hmm. talk about values and scarcity mindset and money. Like I'm not, but this happens the way I be the way I say it. Do you like the way I talk about it? You want to know more about me? Like I'm just a guy who's going to tell you who I am. I don't care. I'll like the open book. So mm-hmm. 
I only went on this long it's tangent good. because you turned the you turned the tables on no, me. No, no, so it's I ran with it. It's brilliant. It's fascinating, isn't it? And you know what you've just described there. We that's the carrot versus the stick approach to networking. And the networking as traditionally was, and it's not just BNI, lots of networks do it that way. That's very much the stick. You will do it this way. And we kind of guarantee an outcome from it. But of course, that guarantee, it can't really be a guarantee because what if you're useless at what you do? Just because you've bought into a group doesn't mean you can particularly deliver. I can oversell, doesn't mean I'm any good at it. We're the carrot. We just kind of say, look, we're going to bring you guys together. We're going to teach you. We do it monthly how to network online workshop that we make free to anyone to attend because we'll just teach you how to do it we'll teach you the principles teach you how to do it but all i can do is teach you i'm not going to beat you with a stick making you do it i'm also not going to guarantee a result because i am not responsible for all of the quality of what my members do that's up to you as the potential buyer to work out a if they're the right fit for you and b if they're really good at what they deliver um, and I think to me, that's where networking is changing because it's based more on the way that people actually behave. Like you say, I'm only going to work with people if I like them. It don't even matter if they're the best because, you know, most businesses can give you a result if you work the relationship correctly. But you're still going to pick the one that you like because you're going to enjoy working with them. Therefore, you're going to get a res better result, aren't you? So, yeah, networking is changing a lot, isn't it? It's changed massively. And we, you know, it's great to, to have the group out in New York now because as we're meeting more of you guys out there and the culture is obviously slightly different. Of course, it is. it's not a million miles off, but it is really interesting to see how you guys network and, and how we do it and what your thoughts and feelings are. And actually, it's probably made me realise it's not as far away as we first no. thought it was. I have noticed that there's a big divide. So there's the same here in the UK. You know, we'll talk about the transactional, transactional networking. Those guys are there, guys, gals, whatever you want to call them, they're there and that's the way they do it. And they don't necessarily want to show vulnerability or um, themselves that much. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. You know, I would never tell anybody they have to do it that way. But then you've got to accept that you're in that camp and that's who you're going to attract. And your all of your stuff is going to be quite transactional come over to the other side and it's almost like we have the coffee and cake mornings and the mums that, that meet together and stuff and again great there's an absolute space for that but that is not necessarily going to take your business to where you want it to be you know free networking there's debates about free networking all the time here in the UK and the thoughts are well if you're not prepared to pay for your networking are you going to pay for the services i mean you can pull that apart a million ways can't you i'm sure there are enough free networks out there that do work really well because it's the people that they attract and if they attract the right people you can call it whatever you want but it is the mindset of the business owner so i think we've been catapulted five years down the line and obviously pandemic for us was great because we had to make that decision to stay online and to make that version of networking the best thing we possibly could and that's basically what we've done tirelessly hence why i said if we weren't husband and wife this would be a very different conversation because our life for two years was just consumed by only you know before i dive into what it's like running a business together because i think that that's something i don't think enough people are aware of what that's like so yeah. i want to get into that but there's still two thoughts from just the, this little intersection here that i wanted to get into first is James, you brought this up before, you didn't want to feel lonely. And 
that was an observation you started to realize as you went along it. But I'm in this interesting place. One, I'm realizing the, the loneliness epidemic. I'll go with that. And the mental health epidemic is quite real. And it is a function of, and I'll do very broad strokes. Life is very convenient. Life is, mm-hmm. we all know where our next, all, again, there's the absolutes. I'm going to remove that. Most of us, by and large, know where our next meal is. We have our roof over our head. And there's a lot of things that need to fail before we're truly at risk of like death, like mm-hmm. by and large. That convenience, what I've come to observe, and I talk about, I stare at the Maslow's hierarchy needs all the time. I think societally, we're at this tipping point between the bottom of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and this societal self-actualization. What I'm thinking is happening through better networking of what you guys are looking to aspire to create is that it's not so much about not being lonely amongst others. It's being at one and being at peace within ourselves and like, cool, I didn't fit in all of this and that's okay. But these other people help amplify and resonate who I am on the inside. And I can see more of myself in these other people. This is a real thing. This is okay. And I think if we can see that kind of love from other people and that they show me how great I can be, we, it serves as a great tool. Now, ultimately go inward and we're okay. Like you're, you are whole already. I, I operate off that fundamental premise. You're not broken. You just are who you are. You might happen to just be working on this thing, using a vehicle to highlight those things and bring that out a little more, I think is a really powerful tool. So I think that that's ultimately what's happening here. I think as a society, we are tipping that scale, but it feels like we're dying on the inside at the same time. So we just kind of like bury a lot of things. The other thing that you brought up is about building connections. This was you, Kelly, that brought this up. People don't think you can build meaningful relationships online. I agree with you that that is a fallacy. Mm. I've never met you in person. Mm. I cannot wait to see you for the first time in person because I'm going to give both of you a big old hug. And it's going to be like, <laughs> I'm probably going to be crying. I'm all in touch with my feels because that's the way it is. <laughs> Prep yourself. Brace yourself. We look forward to that. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be great. And you guys can come here to New York and then I'm coming to the UK. We're going to go back and forth. <laughs> what I think this moment in time is challenging us to do is to learn how to use our voice and learn how to use our ears to both listen and hold space for somebody else, and then learn how to also voice and express our love and affection for others. Because a lot of times we've just been offloading, like, I'm just here in the same room, so that must mean I care about you. And it's like, it's not really being there, by and large. We're not really there in the room. We're not fully present. And what I think is going to happen is that you start to realize that when we have, you know, if you guys host a big event, and everybody shows up, it amplifies that feeling because now we have those other pieces and we can appreciate the physical presence. We can appreciate the hug of like, wow, this is different. There's something more. And it's not that like, there is something more. There is something to be said about physical presence. We we cannot deny that, but we can appreciate the other piece too. And when you have that foundation of like, I care about you for genuinely these other pieces like the real person underneath it all because you had to be vulnerable enough to share and to hold space now when you have the hug or the whatever else and the big event with all the shiny trimmings and all the other things 
we can appreciate both pieces and it's a robust celebration. It's not just this hollow thing that's, that's missing the soul of the event as well. So I think what you're doing is really cool. And I think it's hard for people to recognize that because you have to rely on your voice. You have to rely on your ability in what is it? I got like a four by six little window that I'm talking to you guys through right now. And again, I've never met you in person, but I feel a very deep love and affection for both of you because of what you are housing, the space that you are creating. And that's not easy. So again, I got to keep commending you guys because it's not I don't think a lot of people understand the subtlety of what you are doing. And when I see it anywhere, and I'm hypersensitive, hypersensitive for all my background about these types of things. So the culture you're creating is massively, massively influential with the right intention in mind. So that's very cool. That there's so many good points there about, you know, part of the problem as a society that we got really lazy. It's so easy to consume you know, you mentioned Netflix. I mean, anything we want, food coming through our door. Look, the bit, the problem is it's made us lazy when it comes to building relationships because we think, and this is a common thing that we're always trying to drum into the members, you posting on social media is not social. It's you broadcasting and trying to be heard. It's the equivalent of people jumping up and down, shouting, going, look at me, look at me, look at me. If no one ever responded, it's just a lot of people shouting at each other. And I see that in the world at the moment. It's a lot of people trying to be heard. No one's bothering to listen to them. We say, if you want to get attention online, give attention. It's the easiest thing. Stop posting. Go onto five people's posts and actually put a meaningful comment on and send them a direct message. It's almost impossible unless you've picked really badly for that person to ignore you. But what, you know, come to one of our meetings i'll give you the sheet where everyone's contact details are on and we'll tell you that you should go and connect with these people but don't just press the connection button because that's padding numbers you're not building relationships mm-hmm. send a message get into a dialogue with them and i'm always amazed by how few people bother to do that mm-hmm. they just don't bother connecting they don't bother because online networking is just an icebreaker gateway to a network but I can't, I've said it already, but I can't build the depth for you. You've got to put that effort in. And again, it comes back to, well, I went to a networking event. I paid the money and I gave an hour and a half and I probably wasn't listening for half of it, but no one bothered to connect with me. It didn't build my network. Sorry, there's no way around it. You've got to put the effort in to build those relationships, to build meaningful connection, because it ain't going to happen. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I think we're not trying to say no to people either because we know how damaging it can be to have one person in the network that doesn't believe in the culture or value the support and everything else it's given. And you said something really important, giving recognition to people. We do not do it often enough. We don't. It's just a given. You know, we don't celebrate our own successes, let alone celebrate others. So for us, it's really important that we share that recognition and we talk really well about people, because if you're hearing people talk well about you, you're going to boost, aren't you? I had a one to one with a member in Portugal earlier and she was gushing about us. And it was she was she's awesome and I hear equally as good stuff about her. And it was lovely to say, oh, yeah, and I've spoken to this person and they've said they've had a great chat with you and it's. Why wouldn't you want to make somebody feel good in that space? You know, we, 
we are moving at a million miles an hour and the world is a small place and we will meet you in person one day but we had to have this version of it to be able to get to that stage so yeah while we absolutely champion online networking and for us it is the only way of course to cement that with an in-person connection of your choosing is where you then want to take it isn't it no no careful Hmm. that's an option that's optional of your if, choosing if you if that floats your boat you've got to be careful with that because you said you have to then do that to cement the relationship and you don't know oh, not to cement the relationship but because there's quite a lot of our members that we haven't met and we might never meet and this is the other thing about online networking in-person networking is really um hang on let me rephrase this online networking is truly inclusive mm-hmm. in-person networking excludes people it excludes people for obvious reasons, ge- geography. People won't travel that far. We don't have that problem online. You, we've met you, for example. Um, but it also excludes people who are introverted because they hate in-person networking. I'm being quite broad strokes, but they, we've spoke to lots of people that say, I'm, in, I'm introverted and I much prefer online networking because I don't get backed into the corner by the pushy guy with the business card. <laughs> I don't get trapped in a conversation. I don't end up having to have a one-to-one for an hour and a half with someone that I don't really like. I've got the choice. Online networking is a great equaliser. We're all the same size. You've got to then put that. This is why some people don't like it, because I can't be larger than life anymore unless I can do it by virtue of my personality and my ability, and you said this word, to listen to people. Look, there is absolutely no reason in this day and age, why are any of us lonely? Because we can contact anyone in the world immediately via social media, right? So why are any of us lonely? Because, think about this, you can be lonely stood in Times Square. You can be surrounded by people and be really lonely. You can go to an in-person event and be really lonely because you don't know anyone and you don't know who to approach and it's really awkward. That's That's a feeling. So it's not about the number of people that are around us. The key is really, when are you going to get to the point where you're going to have a proper conversation with someone? Mm -hmm. Because it only takes one, one connection, one conversation, a genuine conversation is going to stop you feeling lonely, but it ain't going to come to your door unless you put the effort in. Mm, Well said. I think about this stuff far too much. (laughs) No, I think it needs to be thought about more, in fact, and... I think that only reaffirms everything I was I was ruminating on before in that it's more about you have to go inward and ask yourself because it is so convenient. The excuse isn't actually there anymore. People are going to whine. Like now you hear people, oh, you can't build relationships online. Well, because you're looking for another excuse because the real fear is I have to now do the work. I have to actually, and it was the same thing beforehand. There was just one more convenient. Oh, I can't make it because the kids and the da 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 is like, okay, well, we eliminated that barrier. And I think the more we make it convenient, the more it is incumbent upon us. Again, we're climbing this ladder uh, towards self-actualization. But if you look at the real Maslow's, it's eight, eight layers high. It's called transcendence. That's the right at the top. And I won't go too far down that because it gets into like spiritual stuff. But um, the premise is, you can't look outward to blame anybody else on your problems anymore. Yeah. Not that we should from the first, from the start, because that's a very short-sighted view, in my opinion, on life. It necessitates an introspective look at who am I, 
Who do I want to spend my time with? What types of relationships do I want to cultivate and nurture and build? And yes, am I okay with the fact that it's not, it might not be a return, immediate return on investment from a financial standpoint. Mm. I'm building relational capital, which mm. if I'm if I'm solid on the belief of if I build better relationships, the rest will take care of itself, you're going to go do that. And it starts with that premise. And it's on you if it fails. And I think that's the biggest part about all this is like, I think what it comes down to is from a broad spectrum, people are saying, oh my God, I have to take responsibility for myself. And if I fail, it was all on me. I think that's really like fundamentally what's happening now because we, again, we know where our next meal is. Like they have so much convenience at our fingertips. There's not really any great excuses other than I'm not doing the work anymore to achieve happiness or fulfillment or whatever it is you want in this lifetime, by and large. Like I'm not seven foot tall and like 250 pounds and can jump through the ceiling. Like I'm not going to be an NBA player. Got that. Okay. (laughs) But with the gifts I have and the things I enjoy, I can be the best of what I want to be in this. And I know how to network and build those relationships. They're going to help amplify that. They're going to celebrate that. And it's actually want to lean into a little bit what you're talking about, Kelly, is that I think also what you guys are listening to from the voices standpoint is like, when people tell us like, Hey, I value and appreciate this thing about you. It's, Oh, cool. Thanks for clarifying to me what I'm doing a great job of and what you're finding value in. I'm going to double down on that. I'm going to dig deeper on that with this group of people who value it. And you had brought up before free versus not free networking groups is it's just a threshold and saying like, how much do you care? in this venue. And it's not to say like, you're not going to grab a couple people from free, but like, it's, it's a filter. Like, and, and I think there's a time and place in life where you say like, cool, now the price goes up and we built this threshold. We built this confidence. We built this trust. And there's, I think there's also a confidence on the back end saying like, yeah, you join here. Eventually you're definitely going to make your money back. Like, don't worry. It's going to happen. Like yeah. that's all there. And I, I think a lot of people fundamentally, if they're saying, I don't know if I should pay for this. Like I have to value relationships. Like, yes, you have to put your money where your mouth is. And you got to say, I'm responsible for the relationships I cultivate and then support others in. So I think it's, it's less of, it's more like, this is where I stand. It's this expectation, isn't it? Like it networking. Well, I've paid for, to be part of this networking group. There's a really easy couple of tests that you can do on yourself have you ever gone to a networking group and gone hi this is me oh please can you go and um, follow me on instagram right we get this all the time you don't know me by the way but can you go and follow me on instagram and to my my response would be well have you followed any of these people because you want them to help you but why do you think they owe you something you're not owed anything by a networking group you're not owed anything by the world in my opinion but Definitely not a networking group. So you've got to earn credit. And the great thing is, it's really easy to earn credit by doing the things that we've talked about. Tell people they're doing a great job. Tell them that that thing that you said really resonated and I thought that was really powerful. Tell them that. You don't have to spend money with people, but take interest in them, share their posts. You know, that's the other thing, isn't it? Well, I've spent all this time and I've made this image on Canva and I've made this video and I've put it out on social media and no one's liked it. And I'm really going to be quite angry about that. But again, well, what have you done 
to, you want an engaged community, but are you engaging the community? We've had people say to us, yeah, but hang on, by the time I've posted, I've written the post, I've done the hashtag research, I've done the image, I've done the video, I've posted it on social media. Are you trying to tell me that I've got to now reply to people's comments? Because <laughs> that's going to take a lot longer. And my, my point is, yeah, that's the whole point. Because yeah. again, you want something for nothing, don't you? Or if someone does put a comment on your post, you just press the like button. Or you've really put yourself out there, haven't you, by pressing a button. That's not showing appreciation. That's like me meeting you in a networking group and you saying, James, I love what you do. That sounds fantastic. And me going, ah! up, yeah. I'm just doing a thumbs up. Sim. And walking away. <laughs> you're, you're not people don't get it do they and it's just once you get past that expectation that you're not owed anything give attention to get attention build an engaged community by engaging the community earn some credit that's when you'll start getting success and by the way i don't think this just applies to networking i think it applies to life and business at once doesn't it one of the uh, again it's a term that I don't really like but it is absolutely right finding your tribe we're tribal aren't we ultimately that that's biology isn't it that's that's the way that life is has been since day one the problem with that is it can become cliquey or um hard for other people to enter so when we set up only it was very much about building a community tribe whatever you want to call it of inclusive people that were going to be open arm to people and you are right Caleb you know let's not uh, bear in mind James and I came at networking from different angles ultimately most people want a return of investment financially from networking of course they do of course they do but I would suggest that that the number of people uh, is ever increasingly higher that go to it for other reasons than that. Mm. And that's something we've done a lot of research on over the last few months, particularly since the pandemic. And it is about the community feel. It's the support network. It's There's a group of people that I can go to and, and get 10 minutes of their knowledge that they may have taken 30 years crafting that expertise. And they've saved me hundreds of pounds, dollars worth of my time and efforts to not have to go and find that expert and they're really happy to share that with me in a 10 minute call I mean how powerful is that to be able to help supporting people so I think for us it is about making sure that there is that balance for people to get exactly what they want from it um, this is there's also a really good conversation about generational differences yeah. our daughter's 22 she works for the business and she'll she's had to learn what this networking thing is without any preconceptions of having been to the kind of corporate networking that we've been to. So she just looks at it as a, what's this for? What am I going to get from it? And, you know, for her, as an example, she'll say their generation, it's really hard to meet people. Mm. You know, we accept now that online dating is actually a very sensible thing to do because, you know, we grew up, I spent all my youth in pubs and nightclubs and at work and that's where you'd meet people but if the next generation of workers are increasingly going to work remotely they don't go out like we do i know again i'm making generalizations but the world has changed home is so much better than being out in most instances certainly you know unless it's special kids don't go out as often as they used to so where do they meet people 
And as, as Kearney's fed back to us, Only is actually a really good place for me to meet people and just to understand how the world works, speak to other business owners to understand their experiences. Um, and again, the flip side of that is you try telling a 25-year-old business owner, this is the way I expect you to behave and I'm going to tell you off if you don't do that thing. What are they going to tell you? They're <laughs> yeah. not going to want to be part of it, are they? You know, next generation want to be part of businesses that are actually making a difference and have actually got values and aren't just about let's just earn money for money's sake. Um, I mean, we could talk about the, the sort of reasons why behind, but we're probably going beyond the scope. But that's OK. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah. Do not hesitate. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, well, Ben Drury, you, you, you've met Ben, I'm sure. Yeah, you've met Ben. He's part of the group there, too, isn't he? So he's UK business owner, but he works across the world and he's the culture guy. So we've worked with him since day one. And, you know, I remember you saying to me when you first met him, oh, blimey, culture, you know, it's that as another what this was years ago. It's another one of these buzzwords. But actually, it isn't. It isn't. And it, you can fake it. Of course you can. We see that time and time again, and particularly with some of the bigger businesses. You will always be found out. You can only glide that way for so long. You know, it's like you have to truly believe in it. And that Ben always talks to us about making your decisions based on your culture. So for us, it's allowing members to join that share the same culture and really not being frightened to say no when we know that that person isn't right because of the damage that they will do. And I don't want to take their money. I don't want to take one person's money that are going to then potentially wreck it for everybody else. So of course not. That's not the case. There's two things, isn't there? Two, because uh, I could say to you, Caleb, we want to build the world's leading online business networking organisation. And you'll go, cool, that's great. Good luck with that. And I think you might get there. But you're not going to particularly be excited by it. If I tell you one of our visions for only is to improve mental health for business owners around the world that suddenly becomes a little bit more important. Well, it is more important. It's absolutely indisputably far more important than us just helping people build their business. That's the byproduct. That's the bonus, not the core bit. And the mental health bit for me is absolutely core, which is why I'll always kind of push that side of it and fiercely protect any decision that we make to make sure that our members always feel welcome, included, part of it supported that's more important than me doing better marketing or putting the price up or you know it, it, it's a guiding principle of us so we've got that one we've also got um we probably shouldn't go into too much detail about this because it is still in progress yeah. but it's been there since day one that we are setting up a charity that sits alongside only because what we can tell you we've got a disabled daughter um, she's got developmental issues, so she's 14, but mentally she's closer to two. Um, great grounding. Um, she's amazing for kind of keeping your feet on the ground because you see what life's really like. You know, her life expectation, completely different to ours. Mm. Can we teach her to look both ways crossing the street at 14? It becomes very different to we're worrying about what school she's going to go to. Do you know what I mean? That's irrelevant to us or what job she's going to get can she get to a point where she can do a gardening job um that would be amazing for her so the principles are very different but it's really important for us and we take a um well i'll say the number because it, it is literally happening now we just aren't giving it we don't have the charity to directly allocate it to one pound for everyone's 
um, monthly membership goes into the only charity and the only charity will help people like her have the same opportunities or some of the opportunities that we get as business owners to do amazing things. So there you go. Once you bring that into the equation, it's not just about, oh, what business am I going to get from your network then? Mm -hmm. We actually do think we will make our tiny corner of the world a little bit better with things like that. Well, to kind of continue to bring this, like the messaging full circle on this, and I keep hearing it, so people, I'm sharing this mostly right now so people can still hear the through line, is that the priority is the intrinsic values. The extrinsic, I want to build the biggest business for what? Like, mm-hmm. awesome. That's like, I want a trophy. Cool. So that everybody can like celebrate me, but it's all about you. When I hear there's this intrinsic piece is about the cyclical piece of how do we give back? Now we have this vehicle that generates revenue, but here's how we also want to make sure it's contributing to the next piece, whether it's, you talk about mental health. Mental health is really just like, grappling with your identity and who you are and how you go about living your life and to that effect i I really appreciate how you're talking like it's a group of entrepreneurs business is lonely it is a like you're questioned constantly you're it's basically a euphemism for personal development paid personal development that's by and large (laughs) really is and fundamentally what i think you're housing around that is if we build a better human you will be a better business owner. That premise right there, while it is a longer payout and it's a slower drip, and it is, I will attest to this, a more painful, arduous process, it is far more valuable intrinsically and extrinsically on the back end. Whether it becomes the biggest business or not is irrelevant. I would go out on a limb and say it actually has a chance to be the biggest. It has a chance to actually become that because it's set up in a way that as so long as you protect the values, it will, it's sustainable. And if it just stays around based off of fundamental principles that promotes just the right thing and you get enough backing behind it because people are like, oh, I, I, there's proof in this to the pudding. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. More people are getting better business, but they put these things first. They buy into that like the, it's just a better study and it's an ongoing study so i i just wanted to make sure i paused on that because i think you guys are doing a great job of that now the other piece i wanted to bring out and like you guys have brought it up a few times like and i wanted to come back to it both your relationship and then also just being parents and that extra wrinkle of okay you have you have a child who is is has some some other challenges that presents some unique opportunities and i love what you said there before it's very grounding it puts all this shit like, oh, we had a bad business day and we didn't lose the, like, okay, but my kid's struggling with something that everybody else is taking for granted. Mm. Hmm. This is all that matters, guys. It, it yeah. puts it front and center. Like, this is my mission and my values and my vi- vision of the future. It's there in front of me. I can't forget. Long way of me coming back to this is like, share a little bit about what it's been like building a business together as a couple and navigating family life at the same time and and what like what are some of the biggest lessons you've taken from the journey thus far together it's a brilliant question i mean you 
we've kind of got it all. So we have no children together. So we have five children between us. And uh, so James has three boys, Ben, Sam and Jason. So 22, 18 and 15. And then I have two daughters, Kearney and Kennedy. So Kearney is 22 and Kennedy is 14, but mentally only two, three at best. So when we got together, we had that blended family. So we had all of that to deal with. We'd both been in long-term relationships. James had been with someone 20 years. I'd been married 10 years. So we had two houses to contend with, lots of debt either side. So when we say we've lived, there isn't, <laughs> and again, it goes testament to us and our relationship. We can laugh about it now, but I think most couples would struggle to have gone through 50% of what we've gone through, let alone all of it. And mm. that's not for me to give a sob story. It's perspective, isn't it? It's relative to you in your time and what you're facing. So my stuff is no more better or worse than yours it's just relevant to me at that moment in time i say so kids are general in hard are hard to deal with business at the same time i've never been someone i'm not a mumsy mum and i battled with this for a long old time and i can remember sitting down with liz hines who's one of our members and we, we got really friendly and we were talking about this and i went oh, i'm just not a mumsy mum and she went oh thank and she said, you know, she's a little bit older than me, but she said, I very early on came to peace with that. And as soon as I came to peace with it, it just made my life easier. And do you know what? I kind of took the baton and ran with that because I love my girls to bits, the boys. Again, I, I want them to have the best from life. And if we can provide that, fantastic. But this is my life too. And I'm here for me and I need to make sure that I I'm make sure... I'm important and that James is important and the wider family is important so the girls are my best friends I wouldn't change them you know even Kennedy with her issues that things happen for a reason and she does ground us if it wasn't for Kennedy I don't think we'd have this business because we got together after such a my relationship wasn't bad but it wasn't going anywhere and I'd settled and I was like, there's, there's no more to life. I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm 30 ish. And then that's fine. That's my life. And I'd kind of resigned to the fact that was the way it was going to be. You didn't have such a great relationship, did you, which you can talk about in a minute. But when we met, it was like that. Oh my goodness, this is what life is meant to be like. And if it wasn't for Kennedy, I don't think we would have this business. We would probably be exploring life in different ways. So I do believe that she's not tied us to the desk, but she has made us focus on what is important and the legacy, funnily enough, I'm talking about this tomorrow, that we will leave behind because we do have to think about when we're not here, who's going to look after her, what's mm. going to be here. So we have to look at the business differently. And for us, it is not a quick, let's make a million and then off we go. We could franchise this business overnight and make a lot of money. We could. And we decided that we were not going to do that and never say never. But for us, we would lose that culture in the business. And that's not what we wanted to do. So to be a couple working together, Kennedy is up anything between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. OK, she goes through little phases and she's not to 60. Right. Bolt upright, off we go. And that's us. One of us is up with her. We can't leave her on her own because she has no danger awareness. So until the moment she goes off to school on the bus, it's kind of one eye on Kennedy and one eye on the laptop. <laughs> one eye on, and then her sister will get up and she might take over for a little bit. So it is tag teaming to make sure that we, A, give her enough time 
B, remember that there's more than one other child involved in mm. this and to make sure that we've got time for us as well. So I, I never used to talk about the kids and I, I think we probably got through two years of only and people didn't even realise we necessarily had kids. Mm. And then it was like, okay, yeah, we do. And they're really important. And actually this is a big part of our journey. And equally when we used to be in in-person networking, we'd walk into the room holding hands and sometimes we go, oh, should we do this or shouldn't we? And I can remember you going, oh, yeah, of course we should. This is we who are, we yeah. are. This is what we are. And we're properly in love with each other. And what's wrong with people seeing that? I'm not going to start kissing him in the middle of a meeting, am I? Anything like that. But what is wrong with showing a bit of affection? And actually, if you don't like that, then you're probably not in the best place. And that's absolutely fine because we're looking for people that want to be in this space with us. Mm. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like what he wants, I think what he wants to hear is like, have, have we, have, has it got really bad? And it has been really difficult. I mean, particularly through lockdown, you think we pivoted an in-person business that we were experimenting with online. We moved it fully online. Then we went back and we trialed a few in-person things. And then we had to, that didn't really work. So we spun it back around to online. And it's, really taken its toll i mean particularly last year i got really burnt out that created friction with us it's really hard so the question about couples working together i think we learn even though as as strong as our relationship with is and we have always tried to prioritize it we've always made sure we get a weekend where we go away and we go and have adventures and we because that's important i think because if all you do is work together and you don't have any of the fun together that will damage your relationship. But I think even we realise that there, there's got to be limits to these things. If you just constantly work and don't put down tools or mm. pay attention, you know, for me, it became about, you know, a lot of it was to do with my mindset. I'd gone down in the kind of wrong road, hadn't I, and started thinking quite negatively, yeah. which you helped me through. So, you know, what, what would it have been like without that? But don't, you know, I think people look at us and think, oh, they get on so well. There, there's a darker edge to it because it does take its toll, doesn't it? Makes it sound like secretly we don't really like each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, and the fact that we are so different as well, I think is what makes it work because I'm way too, I'm like, I'm up there here on the scale of, sound really arrogant when I say this but resilience and positive mindset I annoy myself sometimes so it must be really <laughs> annoying for James you know and then James isn't down right down the other end here but we are at opposite ends of the spectrum and it really does help that we pull each other to the middle because to be either side of that scale is not healthy mm. you do need balance so for, for us to be able to do that is great and working together is awesome and we, we we've got quite a few couples within only actually now haven't we and I can remember talking to one couple in particular and they said oh we have a 6 p.m we don't talk about work and we were like really wow oh my god how do they do that because quite often we'll be sat watching the tv or cooking the dinner or we'll be out for a walk at the weekend and the best ideas will come and there's no way I would want to squash that but it's just being mindful that it's not everything Know, so have that idea write it down right we'll go back to that on monday then we'll talk about it then don't let that creep over into everything but yeah it, it has been tough but it, life is a roller coaster business is a roller coaster and when you crash the two together you're constantly riding a roller coaster so you're gonna have ups and downs aren't you 
there's also a very practical element to can you work together because do you complement each other kelly's hinted at the fact that our personalities complement you know very simply kelly (laughs) is incredibly positive incredibly ideas driven (laughs) what's next what's next and she keeps the energy always at that really good positive peak i'm the cynical one so i'm the one going hang on (laughs) Just because you think it's a great idea doesn't mean it's going to work. Doesn't mean that it's not, but we need a little bit of reality brought into this. And there's also Kelly's a good starter and I'm a good finisher. So I think for a professional business, you need both, don't you? You need someone who can just get, I'm not so good at getting the project going because where do you start when you're a perfectionist? You're good at starting. I'm good at then dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Um, But also we've got roles. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? If you're kind of tripping over each other and, you know, I pretty much run the marketing communication mm-hmm. side of only Kelly's more on business development, managing the hosts, et cetera. Um, so we're not, we're not always working yeah. together. You're doing your job, I'm doing my job. And I think, again, that means that we have got stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same than, at home. We have well I'm sure most married couples are the same you just know you don't have to be told yeah you make mess and I tied it up (laughs) (laughs) sounds very in a line it's consistent (laughs) gives me something to do doesn't it yeah but you know you've got to put the bins out clean the toilet and do all of those lovely jobs and I I don't touch the banking you don't touch the bank yeah so again it's just having defined roles isn't it because you don't need to keep going oh you can do this or like you just fall into that space don't you and you naturally shed the load and you, you kind of move with it. So it's just exactly the same for business. But yes, it doesn't come without headache, heartache, a few tears, crosswords. Don't speak. And smiles at the end of it. This is show. <laughs> no, I love it. As much as I love to run my mouth, I also really love to listen. So I appreciate that. <laughs> and you're um, a good listener too. Thank you. I, I, I had to work very hard at that. And uh, hopefully my wife would attest to that. It's improved along the way. But, you know, there's probably still some times where she's like, mm, he could probably <laughs> shut his mouth a little more. The big th- the big thing that I hear and, and James, you brought this up right up. By the way, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek as well. And he's got what the golden circle. Why, how, what on the outside, what I'm hearing very in alignment and very consistent to what you have with the business and at home is you both know why you're in it like as a family and you're also thinking about like okay my child what what happens if we're gone what if we're done like what's that what's the legacy piece not only of the family but also of the business how that's the like the roles the how do we complement each other what like let's define that and then the what like what you're bringing to the table what must be done right now let's lean into that and what's cool is like there's a couple of things that came up throughout this. And, and this was at a different group that I was in a while back, but I had a friend, he's awesome. He's a life coach himself. Um, and upon the end of the reflections, he goes, love is productive. And he was reflecting on me talking about a vacation I took or something like that. And when you said, Kelly, about, hey, we're going on a walk or we have this little adventure we're going on right now and the best ideas come, we table it. And I think it's lost on people that when you take the time to just, pull yourself back a little bit from this mechanical, got to get the job done. You got to, you know, make sales and do the business. It's like when you give that breath to like also give time for love and connection, that looks a little bit different. That is 
it's still the two of us, but it's a little different. It's fun. It's playful. It's, it's soft. There's inspiration that comes from that, but like lean into that fact and, and give it more time. Cause more often than not, I see so many business owners, especially when you have this confounding variable of we're in the business together. It's so easy, especially if you're passionate about it. If it's a lot of like your blood, sweat and tears, and you both love the damn thing, like it's a child, it's hard to remove yourself and make space for just joy and play. But that joy and play infuses itself back into the business and keeps that vitality and vibrancy alive within the business. And I think it's really cool. And you don't always, the other part is like, I heard, we don't always like each other, but like love is deeper than that. Sometimes it's like love is just showing up again and you'll get back to it and making space for it. And, you know, we're going to have spats. It's, that's part of like, you're different people. You're going to have friction, but also from that friction, great things happen. And it probably is going to play out in your clients. So now you have perspective on how that, how you can guide and shepherd somebody through that space too. Mm. I, I, I got to keep saying like your humility to be genuinely authentic about your struggles and your difficulties around this. I think, I mean, I already loved you guys, but I hope anybody else who's listening goes, oh, like this is possible. Even when you said like, we hold hands when we walk into the meetings. Well, shit. Yes. Like why is that so bad that a couple loves each other and is willing to show their affection to the, like if everybody else has a problem with it like it sounds like you got a fucking problem yourself like are you not that comfortable with your own relationship because like wow like the husband loves his wife and he's willing to hold her hand like, I, I think the fact that that is a stigma is a little bit strange to me because that's part of who you are and i think to me there's that's far more trusting I remember when I put, I mean, granted, I lost my wedding band like three months ago. I don't, I've joked and I've told my mom, I was like, listen, my marriage is not hinging on the fact that I have a <laughs> this metal thing around my, my hand. But I remember the moment, because I usually meet like moms and women first, for whatever reason, I crush it with women. And I remember, <laughs> <Modest too. laughs> I've come to learn where my strengths lie. I, it's like you win, I learned this in business early on with the gym, especially you take care of the moms, you take care of the women, the men will follow every time, every time that is, that is business one-on-one everybody that's out there right now. For one, just so we all know, moms pick up on like, what's the cool thing first because they don't want their baby to be ostracized. They don't want them to be shamed in the outcast. That might be like genetically wound into it. So there's a reason why they pick up on it. And they also are human bullshit detectors for the same reason. <laughs> yeah. It's about, let me protect my baby. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So you can't roll through with your BS. Like it might work once, but I like everything we've talked about, like you could sling it, you can do the mechanical stuff, but if you're eventually going to get found out in business, mm -hmm. in life, coming i don't even know where the start of this thread in my head is going but oh back to can it. i jump go, go on ahead. and if, if you're ahead. carrying on but there's there is a good point to to be made because this a lot of this comes back down to this authenticity thing and vulnerability and where it used to be that i was almost a different person at work compared mm -hmm. to when i'm at home and that's weird when you think about it and um that's why you can talk about it when you're going for a walk, because unless you really hate what you do for a job, it's, it's you, isn't it? It's what you do. So what's the problem talking about it? I get that you have to draw boundaries. But this thing about vulnerability, we found that the more that we kind of say to people, look, it's OK. You know, particularly like now, if you if you just believed social media 
and you spent all day watching Kobe Bryant videos, which I generally do quite a lot. But, you know, <laughs> if you just if you take that, that that's how the world works, that social media is telling me that people work 14 hour days and they're absolutely relentless in their work effort and then you're burning out and you're not getting the result, you're just going to feel terrible right because you're trying to keep up with this thing let's just paint a little bit of the picture of reality here i would stack us up against anyone in terms of how much productive work we get done mm. we you can look the evidence is there with what we've done with only people think we bought a franchise because it looks so polished we've done all that work ourselves right this is the reality of our working day linked in with Kennedy and her problems and how our day works. She gets on the school bus, picked up outside that front door at eight o'clock in the morning. We work from home in this little house. She gets put on that bus at eight o'clock and it's all hands on deck at eight o'clock in the morning. We work flat out. There's no flab. There's no messing around. We probably stop for 10 minutes and have a mm. bowl of cereal. That's our lunch. She gets off that bus at four o'clock each day. And we're there to get her off that bus. So our working day is pretty much eight hours. But it is eight hours where there's no excuse, no mucking around. But then do you know what? The rest of the day, sometimes we work beyond that, yeah. don't we? Depending on circumstances yeah. or if she's going to her grandparents or whatever it might be. But generally, that is the bulk of our productive time is that eight hours a day. And we are building a global business. And I just think it's really important to state that, that, whatever works for you but I think you know and again this is part of the mental health problem we're conditioned to believe the only way you're going to make it work is working 12 hours 14 hours because I refuse to believe that anyone can be working at peak performance for 14 hours a day it's it, sorry if you can great you're superhuman but I don't think that's really realistic is yeah. it it's, it's a problem, and again, it's whatever floats your boat, isn't it? Whatever you see fit to do best. That you, you might know. want to pace yourself more and use that time to, you know, have a lunch break or have phone call or whatever it might be. I'm not trying to tell people how to do it. I'm just saying, if if you can make that work as we've done in pretty much eight hours a day, do it. Go for it because you'll have a better balance in your life. We talk about work life balance. Surely work-life balance is just giving yourself time to do all the things you need to do, not just work. I love it. And I love like the contextual nature about all of that. Like there's permission to explore that, like what works for you in that very vein that you're talking about there. And I agree. I think, and I think a lot of times people get caught up in the, I'm going to work 14 hours and grind my face off and all that stuff. It's like, but do you have a family? And like, maybe at a certain point in your life, you can do that, but knowing how to adjust and adapt and also respecting the fact that your values and priorities might change over time. Yeah. You probably should check in on that to be authentically aligned with what you say you care about. And if you don't check in square peg round hole situations come and there's going to be a lot of friction and then you might blow your life up. And mm -hmm. especially if you have a family, there's more than just you at stake. And that I hope is, is appreciated more than anything, because I think that especially when like kids didn't ask to be brought into this world. Yeah. They're, they're following your leadership. They're following your dialogue. They're listening to what you're putting in front of them. And I think that the way you guys are just being transparent and like open about your journey is, is gives, it gives permission to people to see like, how do you fail? But how do you learn? How do you grow? How do you navigate this? This happens to be the way we do it. Mm -hmm. Take what you want from it. Cool. Then go live your best life. Like, do you? 
<laughs> but it's it's about that 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 handoff there. You guys are just exceptional human beings, and uh, you know I wasn't surprised that we took up an hour and a half real fast. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I do want to be respectful good. of your time, but like before we start moving along, like obviously I think the world of both of you, and I think the world of what you're creating. Like, how what's the best way for people to get connected to you guys? You know what me to spell it out, don't you? Because we picked a, a business name that we then forever have to spell out. Well, one day hopefully we won't need to because it'll be that well known. But so we're the only network, but only is spelled O N L E. So our website is only.network. Um it, we are really easy to get on LinkedIn. We personally talk to all of our connections, and Caleb, you are fantastic at giving us wonderful connections. So, you know, we you can find us through only networking. We're in listed as employees of that business so you can find us through there james and Kevin well has. us for your us listeners watchers it's only networkingusa.com it is so again o-n-l-e networkingusa.com and come and see us if you book onto only new york we're literally there not in new york on a zoom oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> well they'll see me there. too so they'll know where and to go find it yeah 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 I will be putting all that stuff in the show notes. So if anybody does forget how to spell all that and needs a little something, something to remind them, it will all be there. What parting thoughts, wisdom, whatever you want to share, what else can you, do you want to share with our audience before we we move along today? Let me go first, don't you? You two are hysterical. Uh, I love that. You want me to go first, don't you? It's like, I'm going for it. I know you'll want a second, just think about that. Whereas I'm more just like, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, The obvious stuff. The obvious stuff we forget, being kind, giving people proper time, giving people attention. Like you you said, you had to work at listening. We all need to work at listening. We all get distracted. We all have moments where we don't hear what people say. But, you know, if you're talking to someone give them that time don't be distracted just give them that little bit of you for that moment in time and if you can't do it do it another time when you can because it will make so much difference it really will that's my little yeah I think whether you network or even understand what that concept is if you're running a business talk to people it sounds so obvious Mm -hmm. if you're not talking to people look social media biggest problem in terms of sucking up time if we're not careful on the planet it's brilliant at it it's that's what it's designed to do i can guarantee and you can check this in your own mind when do you ever enjoy yourself on social media not when you're scrolling there might be a funny video occasionally but the bit where you really enjoy it and think that was worth my time is when you get into conversations with people because that's what we are as human beings we want to talk to people so just remember that and then Funnily enough, you'll get more attention because you're talking to people. So it's a kind of win-win, isn't it? Mm. Biggest takeaway I have from those both those things, relationships matter and make those the priority. Crazy, I know, but yep. <laughs> there, there we have it. James, Kelly, Kelly James, however you want to go first because he's like, <laughs> you're going to want me to go first anyway. I, <laughs> I cannot say enough great things about you. I'm deeply grateful for the fact that you both somehow walk into my life. I don't even remember how we got connected at this point. And I usually find that's a great like sign of how a relationship is. I'm really excited to support you guys in any way that I can. I'm excited to see where this friendship goes. I think you're just phenomenal people and, and you have beautiful souls. So continue to just be the great people that you are. And anybody who gets connected, like, 
they're going to just go see it for yourself. Like it's real. It's real. And uh, in this day and age, that kind of realness is uh, it's worth a lot more than, than I think people are giving it credit for. So thank you for that. Thank you. So um, and we're just so glad to have met you because again, it was always an experiment. Well, well, the concept, are we going to go to only New York and people are going to go, who are you guys? Why are you Brits here? Go away. And it's people, you it as much as anyone that's made us go, there are people that think like us that, that believe in that relationships are worth much more than a transactional, that's an asset. It's not. And, so and, you. and you get that. So thank you. You've been brilliant. It's been my pleasure. I just love supporting amazing human beings and you're, you're, forever in that circle with me so thank you for that and uh, I, I thank you to everybody who's listened today go check in with James and Kelly check in on the only network like I said all the stuff's going to be in the show notes but until next time I remind you all to love everybody <laughs>